Hey there, everybody. This is Justin. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode two of my podcast, John with Juddy. My special guest tonight is Chuck Corpy. Chuck is here to talk about um, MLS photos and why they matter, why your house will sell for more and quicker, faster, better with good photos. We do get kind of silly talking a bit about getaway cars, uh, having a safe word for the podcast, which Chuck declined unfortunately for him. Kind of fun stuff. And one of us does share a story about how we crashed a drone on day two of ownership. And uh, it's it's pretty funny. So I'm uh, going to let you enjoy the show. Thank you very much. All right. So we're recording. Hey, this is Justin. My guest tonight is Chuck Corpy. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, Chuck. <laughs> Just kidding. I already know about you. So I, I've known Chuck for a while. Uh, he's a realtor. This is not in the right order. Realtor, photographer, keeper, coach. I'm going to put that in in, a, in order of uh, importance to you. But uh, uh, I met you through, I guess, through all through two of the three of those. But um, mm-hmm. so I wanted to have you in my backyard today to talk about um, your side. Is to me is pretty fascinating uh, in the in that you do a lot of the photography side of things for MLS pictures. Yes. You've yes, done that I for do. a long time? Um, since I be, Really, since I became a real estate agent four years ago. Nice. And, but you've, been done, you've done photography since prior to that as well? Um, yeah, just kind of casual, just for fun. Um, I took a photojournalism class in uh, college when I – probably my last semester in college. And uh, found I found I really liked it, and then ever since then, I'd always carried around a point-and-shoot camera, mm-hmm. took some pictures, and then when I became a real estate agent, I sprung for the for the the whole shebang and spent uh, quite a bit of money on this on the equipment as it and the excuse was I wouldn't have to pay someone to come take my photos, and that's where my thought process stopped. And then I um, was helping out the agent that helped me get started uh, in real estate, and she asked if I could take a couple of pictures for her, and I just took the whole house and uh, did the whole house that she was uh, she was listing, and all of a sudden she looks over at me after I gave her the pictures. We were at her office, and she goes, you know you could charge for this. And I was like, really? <laughs> I didn't hadn't thought about it. Not at all. <laughs> nice. And then... Um, so the my first year as a real estate agent slash photographer, I think I did about six or seven houses. The second year I did about thir- I know I did thirty seven, and last year I think I did. It was like around around one hundred and ninety three, and this oh, year, this year I've already done. I'm I'm almost at one hundred and eighty this year. So it just keeps growing. It's it's a weird little thing. Did you ever spend any time? Uh in the actual dark room, like, or what was it called back in high school? Yeah, the dark room. The dark room, yeah. Uh, I remember taking class in high school where we were, it was really weird to be in a dark room in the bowels of the high school uh, <laughs> doing, uh, I remember having to wash the pictures and the different fluids yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and developing yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah, because yeah, I did that when I was in college. It was uh, the last year, because um, I went back to college, and it was the last year that Mankato, offered uh photography with the dark room nice. and then after that they switched over to all digital so i got to experience the dark room and i can't tell you how much fun that was yeah every and you hang them up on the uh on the strings with the, yeah, the clothesline with, yeah the clothesline pins every high school out there probably has some abandoned dark room that's now storage yeah that uh i don't think they actually even try to develop pictures that way anymore even for fun 
I don't, I don't think digital so. Digital just took over. I don't sure. think so, but some some places still do teach it. Really? Yeah. It's a it, lost art? Yeah, it's a it's a lost art, and there's still people that go around with, like, some people have a mobile darkroom, and they still shoot film and everything. They, re, they refuse to switch. Is it like music where people will say that the quality of the sounds coming off of a vinyl record is better than... Um, yeah, there's there's that argument. It's it doesn't hold as much water now, yeah. but it's still that is, that is still something that people talk about. Wow, nice. Um, I should describe where we're at. So we're in my backyard. Uh, there used to be crickets. Right now, it's a beautiful fall night. Um, there used to be a lot of nice cricket sounds. I think they've just gone dormant. It's too cold now. But um, uh, this is uh, early October, so it's definitely still a nice time to be outside in Minnesota. Um, we've got some Labatt's, which was your request. Yes. Um, out of all the different beers I thought you might choose, I was surprised, but I do enjoy Labatt's, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it'd be good for us, too, that uh, we should have a safe word, so if you feel uncomfortable, that you can just, you know, pick, you can say the safe word so that I can know to move on to different topics. So do you want to pick a... Nah, I don't think we're going to need it. You should, you're going no safe word? Well, I'm just, we're going to live dangerously. Pop Pop-Tarts? <laughs> I could go for no, some no, 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 not to eat. Okay, this is not the way it was supposed to go. <laughs> All right, we're going no safe for today, I guess. Um, today's show is, of course, sponsored by. I got to plug myself here real quick. Um, <laughs> look away. <laughs> today's show is sponsored by my uh, mortgage website, which is mnlowdownpayment.com. There, I got that out of the way. So, um, and also one thing I should note uh, with podcasts, controversial is better. So at some point, I might come at you hard and just see what happens, and if, if you're okay with that. No, I'm waiting okay. for it. On the way here, I listened to a thing on Muhammad Ali, so I'm, oh, all, I'm all ready. All right. Um, so uh, tell me about the difference between a point-and-shoot amateur with what they can accomplish. And uh, Because, again, everyone these days, they've got, we've got wonderful cameras on our, on our phones. Uh, we can pick up a nice point-and-shoot that's 15 megapixels for 100 bucks. Um, why, do we need you? why do we need Chuck in that picture? Why, what's different about you that can make that picture better than I can do? Well, first of all, most most people aren't going to put the time and effort into creating the scene uh, that needs to be that needs to be conveyed to your clients to a real estate client mm-hmm. uh, buyer um, that showcases the house for what it is. You know, because if I if I have a point and shoot and I'm taking pictures, I'm going to be very sloppy. I'm going to be just standing up, head height, and just taking pictures of the room. Even if I back myself into a corner. It's not going to look the same as as a as a quality any professional photographer can do. Um, also, we have different lenses because your your regular camera is probably the equivalent of a 35 millimeter lens, and one of the lenses I use is a 10 millimeter to 14 millimeter, and that will encompass a very wide angle of your house. It's not going to be a fisheye where it distorts everything, mm-hmm. but you're going to get a good wide angle where, where a buyer can see the whole room versus just a nice little uh, section of your, your sectional sofa. Right, right. Um, so you've, you've got that. The picture quality coming out of a DSLR, which is what I use and most professionals will use, is far superior to what your phones are. Everybody talks about megapixels and all of that but there's a lot more that goes into a camera than megapixels so 
that that alone's worth it but then if you have a professional we're going to set our camera up on a tripod we've got experience shooting the house even though an agent might have experience selling a house um and there's a lot of agents that have more experience selling houses than i do mm -hmm. but they don't know how to take the pictures and why, why tripod that sounds excessive why, why do we need a tripod well because you want your you want your uh camera to be stable you want it to be be in the same spot that it's at because a lot of times um the lighting in the house isn't very good and when you take a picture off your tripod your settings might be wrong on your camera and you'll notice there's a little bit of blur to your pictures mm -hmm. um and with the tripod too you can be in about the same height on all of your pictures um which i usually try and be about I'm 6'1", and I usually try to be about my belly button a little bit higher, maybe not to the middle of my, maybe right in between the belly button and uh, the middle of my chest. That's just the best, you found that's the best viewpoint? That's a, yeah, that's a good viewpoint, and mm -hmm. um, it looks, it looks better. I, I know a lot of agents uh, will have pictures from the upper corner of a room, mm -hmm. and then they're, they're, you're looking down at the room, and it's just not a natural it's right. not a natural way that people people see a room. Yeah, the bird's eye shot, I'm guessing, doesn't give a room the right view. It's not it's not my favorite to see. So I'm sure also over time you've experimented, you've found you can walk in a room and right away kind of tell what the most flattering angle would be for that room. Yeah, you get a pretty good sense of it. It's a, it's it gets easier and easier as yeah. you go. And I suppose, too, I, I think right now in this digital age, I'm sure people are making 90% of their of their decisions on which houses to, to view, to go to, by those pictures. So that's probably pretty key. Pretty key. Yes, it's, it's very important. <laughs> very important. I get, a, I get a lot of callbacks from agents, agents who haven't used a photographer before that will uh, call me back and let me know like that hey the first set of pictures you took i got so many more people looking at the, at the house i sold the house a little bit quicker i'm not saying that you know they sold the house months faster or weeks faster but uh they do sell it typically your house sells a lot faster if you have professional photogra right. photography too um do you still end up having to uh, take requests from the homeowner or from the realtor make sure you get the bathroom from this angle i mean do they still kind of let you know what they think they want oh yeah yeah i mean the people the house you know if you're if you're the seller i mean that you've been in the house for a couple of years you love the place it's been your base of operations forever it's mm -hmm. your castle and the homeowners will oftentimes have very specific instructions of what they want and you know you try and uh try and honor those requests but you can still a lot of times you know the homeowner will tell me what they want and i will shoot that and then i will include what i would normally do too and right. eh, eight times out of ten i'm gonna i'm gonna win that battle right. um but and it, and the homeowner's usually happier with what i've done versus what they've thought of but if you do have that insistent homeowner you still have that shot that they wanted that you think is not worthy but you've got it in your back pocket if they still are insistent on it yeah you still yeah. you still do it i mean you want your clients to be happy yeah so uh, again you go out take pictures you just go back home upload them you're all done that's it right you don't know never no. never well, i always i go through every picture that i take i you know, I'll typically on a house, I'll take between, uh, depending if it's a townhouse, it might only be 80 shots. But if it's a 
fairly average sized house. You know, it's about 100 to 120 shots. I'll I'll pick through all the shots because I'll shoot I'll shoot a room from multiple angles, and then um, I will uh, go through, um, pick out the best shots, and then then I open up Photoshop, and I go through the pictures that I've already picked out, and I'll individually touch each each picture to make it as perfect as I can mm -hmm. for the agent to give it to just the right light, all of that. And yeah, it takes a couple of hours after I actually even shoot the house. It, typically an hour, hour a house, and depending on how what I'm doing when I edit. So you end up with how many final, like 20, 25? I shoot for, I shoot to give at least 18 photos to the agents. And then I, but typically... I think the last ones, the ones I did yesterday, I think I came out with, I shot two houses yesterday, and I think one was, I think that one was like about 25, and we didn't even shoot the lower level, and then the other house was about 36 pictures. Jeez. All those went on the MLS, or are they? Um, <clears throat> no, on the MLS, we have a limit. I can't remember if it's 22 or right. if it's 20. 24. I think it's 24 houses. I've heard or that 24 the, pictures of the house. Is it really? That's a that's a max you can do? Right? On the MLS. But the agents will often put have their own website yeah. that they'll put more. I've off. heard the trend that these days is to have a landing page for every house mm -hmm. where you can kind of... I don't know how traffic is directed there, but it's definitely... Uh, you can do more. You can put more on there than MLS allows. Yeah. But, yeah, individual agents create their own. So, do you um, have you tried any crazy filters and things like that? Like the, the so when I look at like Facebook and I see a lot of cool pictures that are being edited um, through filters by novices like me that have kind of different kind of wacky results, but they're cool. Is that you have to stick with a professional? Yeah, you pretty much do stick pretty professional. I don't I don't use any filters other than what I create in Photoshop, and I try and keep it. I try and keep a house looking as natural as possible. Um, Have you tried sepia? Oh, yeah. I do that all the time. Okay. <laughs> do you want to write that down? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll put, the, I'll put that down with That's the black and white. That's my gift to you. <laughs> yeah. And the selective color. I like to do that where That's it's just like it's something blue in the room shows up. <laughs> oh, the, I like those ones, though. <laughs> yeah. That catches my attention. <laughs> you have me if you have a black and white with something red or blue. Oh. I'm drawn to that picture. You are, but it's kind of a gimmick, and it's uh, no, it works on me. It's on the outs now. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. It works on me every time. I'm like, look at that blue vase. <laughs> it's a gray room. The vase is blue. <laughs> and that's not going to drive you to the house. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's what, but no, I think um, so. How many would you say out of out of 20 listings randomly sampled? Um, how many of them are going to be professional photos and how many are going to be just be agents doing their best with a $500 Nikon? It kind of de depends on the price point of the houses. Um, typically, something like a $100,000 house, you don't see too often, you know, uh, agents using professional photographies. A lot of times they'll try and do it themselves and they'll, they'll be perfectly fine with that. Mm -hmm. I do have an agent that sells a lot in North that I work with and he strives to give all of his clients the best possible um, experience and he'll he still has me come out and shoot that shoot the homes but I looking at it I'd probably say I don't know 15 out of 20 maybe two-thirds professional or yeah about two-thirds are professional good. I think I think that's kind of the trend now in real estate we do have to as agents we do have to uh, 
give a little bit more to our clients. Yeah, to get noticed. I think cause if you, if it's if it's trending that direction, I would say then if your house does not have those photos, it stands out the wrong way, and people will look through the first five houses and see nice photos, and they get to the sixth one and be like, oof. And if they're borderline on the house, I might just say, the photos don't do it any help. Move along and. Yep, as Not an agent. Yeah, as an agent, I do have clients who are like, oh, I like this house, but I think I'd like this house, but the photos aren't very good. And I, st- I, I definitely have to convince my clients as a real estate agent that we need to go look at that house still. Because if you're kind of borderline on it and it's the photos, then probably the photographer, whoever it was, agent or, mm-hmm. or a professional, just didn't do a good job shooting right. the house. And that's going to be a bonus for you, too. Do you find... so? I, uh, you always forget that in Minnesota that, um, from what I've heard, um, summer pictures look better than winter pictures. Green grass looks better than white snow. So do you find that uh, you get a plethora of, of of more shots in the summertime and then it tapers off in winter? Yeah. Well, it, it does. It does for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is... Obviously, they don't look as great in the winter. The exterior of the house does not look as inviting unless, you know, obviously people have done some decorating or something. But uh, also, we just don't sell as many houses in the winter. Yeah. So People kind of hunker down sometimes in Minnesota. Yeah, we're getting to the point, like right now with the real estate photography, I, I'm starting to slow down a little bit. I'm not shooting 10 to 20 houses a week. I'm, yeah. I'm now at about five five average about five a week now starting starting about last month so when do you get your drone up and running with your (laughs) is that on your to-do list or i would like to um the problem with the drone is you actually do have to have uh your license to operate a drone if you're going to sell sell the pictures yep and that's a very touchy subject with the faa i think or with somebody it it really is and i don't uh i don't have the license i have a drone and i've flown it once and I think I need to fly it. I think I need to put in at least 40 or 50 more hours just till I'm comfortable <laughs> enough with the thing uh, to work it. But I, it's probably a winter project that I'll work on it a little bit yeah. and uh, see if I can do it. I mean, I do have a couple of people that I just uh, I just refer out and yeah. say, hey, if you need drone photos, this is this is who I would call. And I just I don't take anything off of that. I just would rather people work out their own deals there can i tell you my my drone experience well please do so three years ago i convinced people around me that i should buy a drone um bought a drone for 500 dollars. it had three settings the first setting uh was like kind of boring sluggish movements you can't really crash it easily (laughs) the second setting was like middle and the third setting was like expert you could like flip it it would allow you to like flip it upside down and mow the lawn or whatever you could do with it and so um (laughs) i took it to my front so as you can see around us there's a lot of trees um so which was first i should have gone to a soccer field first of all because there's no way of hitting anything you know it's a big open space so i took it in the front yard it was kind of a windy day and i took it on the first setting and I was able to move it back and forth slowly and up and down slowly, and that was really cool. And then I'm like, I'm pretty good at this, and so it's time for the second setting. And I, um, I even in the, f- I even took it up as high as I could in the first setting and got a nice kind of fisheye view. It had a GoPro attached to it, mm-hmm. uh, nice fisheye view of Coon Rapids and the Earth kind of curving as it went higher. Whatever, got that under my belt. So, uh, setting number B, I put it in that setting. Sent it up in the air, gust of wind. I lost control of it. Uh, I panicked with the wrong. Uh, I overcorrected something and it hit my garage, 
and crashed and broke. <laughs> and um, this is like three hours after I opened it up from the packaging. So it, uh, <laughs> the, the casing, the, it broke into a lot of pieces. And um, I quickly put it in the garage. I hid it in the box in the garage. And my wife's like, how's the, how's the drone? I'm like, it's going great. It's just taking a little break right now. I'm going to recharge it up, you know, and it's in four pieces in the garage. And um, so moral of the story was take it slow and don't feel like you. So you had the right response saying 40, 50 more. I should have just gone to a soccer field just practiced for a while but yeah they're tough to, they're tough to fly until you get used to them too yeah and i and then my son of course um bought, got a cheap one i think it was a millennium falcon actually it was a millennium falcon oh. drone yeah and it, and it looks really cool and it's got the lights and stuff and that thing's much more durable it's um meant to kind of crash and it's um he can fly it right around your head if you let him he's got it <laughs> under control so um the future of drone pilots might be that generation i think so yeah but uh i i do know that that's been all the rage for photos for for videos for uh listings and then i've also seen uh, lately i've seen a lot of video shots done with uh like a gimbal mm -hmm. so it's got a nice kind of professional flow to it and not just a you know, uh, a jerkity move it with your hand. And not so. just your dad walking around with <laughs> yeah, a holiday yeah, video. Yeah, not not my dad with the beta video camera. <laughs> Half the VCR shoulder. strapped to his back. <laughs> yeah, we actually had we actually had a beta video camera that would sit on your shoulder, and um, his trade his signature move was to leave it on, and put it in the case for the ride home from camp wherever we were at, and you get two hours of just <laughs> car noises. Um, but we have some fun footage from basketball and stuff like that. But um, so did you? So you got you stumbled into photography by accident. Now I guess it's probably a passion slash job of yours. But do you shoot only houses? No, no. I actually just started doing uh, senior pictures. Um, I've done a I've done a couple of small small weddings, mm -hmm. and I also sell. A um, couple of different uh, offices have asked, you know, can we get a picture of this? And I go out and get that, and then I sell them the pictures. And uh, mm -hmm. it's just started it started growing. And actually, when I first started, I actually had – there was a shop in northeast Minneapolis that the lady saw one of the pictures I had taken at one point in time. And she's like, you really should sell photos here. And so I started doing, like, Minneapolis skylines at night and – couple of different cool places and uh, they sold uh, very quickly we'd print them on canvas and all of a sudden people were asking for certain things and so I've got a little just a weird cottage industry yeah. here that's that's kind of just sprung up just because I bought a camera and this so walkers so again you're at the point now where your your cameras cost more than hundreds they now cost thousands Yes, yeah. I if I I'd be afraid to have that in my possession. Yeah, I, well, my cameras are worth more than my car. <laughs> I'm actually afraid. Camera and lenses, yes. It's <laughs> it's a little interesting when you go out at night. If you want to just, I, I do a lot of night photography for fun. And if I'm out at night and I've got the backpack on and I start, if it it, it gets a little scary when you start thinking about how much money you're traveling with right. and you're all by yourself in the middle of the city. Do you carry like nunchucks or bear spray or things like that? No, it's just my charming personality. You're six foot one, towering frame. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a couple of basic karate moves. <laughs> yeah, well, or just the thought of karate moves. Yeah, you're going to have me, you asked me if I would be your getaway driver for 
<laughs> one picture, was it the bridge? It was the 35W bridge, Have you yes. gotten that shot yet? No, I haven't uh, I haven't braved it. I know one person who has it, but they got a ticket doing it. Oh, really? So, yeah. For, uh, couldn't we just fake like a stalled vehicle? Yeah. Take a tire off or something? We and... could. We could. That's uh, That's been the thought. Is Because uh, <laughs> I want that shot, but I, I think when the police come up to help and you've got the camera set up on a tripod and you're doing a long <laughs> exposure, they, they might figure out that this might this isn't correct. So you want the shot from the bridge? Yes. Looking towards downtown? Yep. We, we shouldn't talk about this, but this might be the safe word thing because you don't want to tell other people nah, the shots that you want to get. Somebody but... else might get it. Perfect. I'd like to see it. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I, I, my offer still stands to be a getaway driver, uh, and I'm, I could be really good at faking a flat tire. Or we could just flatten your tire. It doesn't matter, whatever. Yeah, if we use my car, it's just, fine. Just flatten your tire. Um, I could probably buy a good half an hour worth of time yeah. <laughs> before the cop show. But that, I think that's the one bridge they might not want a lot of people lingering on. Yeah. I've, especially. Yeah, I've heard something about that. But you did. So tell me the story about how you, you were getting a shot at night and you had somebody with you that was, uh, you were mad because one of the buildings wasn't lit in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was with an agent and we were in the uh, Pinnacle building and we were doing uh, she wanted like night shots of the lifestyle and everything and I cannot remember it's the big white building in downtown like it lights up white and for some reason or other it was not it was not lit and it was the perfect time to get the picture and she's getting very very frustrated and all of a sudden she's like I'm gonna call the building. And I'm like, what? You can't do that. And she's like, no, I'm going to call the building. I'm going to tell them to turn the lights on. And I'm <laughs> sitting there, and I'm like, okay, you know, and I know her, and I know she's um, type A, and yeah. she wants to make sure that things are done her way. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm sitting there, and I've just got the camera out, and I'm taking a couple of pictures. And I think we were, we were eating pizza, and she brought wine. And so I'm having a sip of wine, and all of a sudden she's, on the phone with this building and she's talking to the front desk and she's like, how come the lights aren't on? And she, the lady's like, I, the lights aren't on. I don't even know. And she's like, can I talk to the maintenance person? I want to talk to the maintenance person. And so she got a hold of the maintenance oh, person and, and she told them they needed to turn the lights on. Needless to say, it didn't happen, but uh, the guy said, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll turn them on right away. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's it. I mean, that's the level of control. Some people want with their pictures. They want to be in control of everything. And if something's not what they envision it, they're going to do what they can to make it happen. And then you just sit there and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so to get that one, so to get that one shot, you were prepared to wait an hour, two hours. Yeah, and we did. We did. We sat. Ar we sat around, and it was, it was fun. It was something different yeah. than what I normally do. And for that one, it, it was a. It was kind of a big deal. It's kind of a prestigious place. So she wanted, like, lifestyle shots of, of downtown. So I went out and did that for her too. Was this for like a listing? Yeah, it was for oh, a really? listing. Yeah. So this wasn't even of the house. This was of the skyline of the the lifestyle that from the, uh, from the deck. From the patio off the back of this this, uh, wow. this condo, so that would have been the view from the homeowner's perspective. That yeah, and that's uh, that's what she was selling, and it's uh, I think the place sold within within a day. Right. It was sold already. Yeah. Is there still dogs looking at us? Uh oh. No, family's walking around. We're good. Okay. Um, so I suppose for the, do you charge more? This is a dumb question, but do you charge more for more expensive homes? Um, 
I try not to. I try to. I try to kind of stay with a pretty flat rate. Yeah. And then, I it, it's more my time when I'm there, because um, really most of my rate is, in all honesty, it's my my driving time and my editing time. Right. Because I I'm pretty much in and out of a house within an hour, and then, um, so I mean. Typically, most of the houses I do are probably under five hundred thousand, and they're all the same. I mean, I've done some more bigger, bigger homes or large plots of land or a house with a lot of land, and then I, I charge a little bit more, but I try to I try to keep my rates fair because I want if an agent's going to use me, I want them to know how much it's going to cost right. up front, so then they can budget, so they can do their budgeting too. So remind us again, so for those that have not sold a house in many, many years, but um, if I were to sell my house and, and list my house with somebody, that realtor typically is one foot in the bill for those pictures. Yes. The homeowner uh, most of the time does not pay for Which the photography. Part of the package deal that they... Yep. Nice. So, yeah, that, that makes sense, I guess. Suppose. So, and I think from what I'm hearing you say... And we, we probably feel the same way about goalie coaching. It doesn't feel like it's work, really. Not not usually. When you're driving out to, to shoot a house, getting back home, sitting by the fireplace, editing for hours on end. Yeah. Glass of Labatt's blue in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a bottle in your case. You turn the glass away. <laughs> yeah. It took me forever to frost that glass for you. but um, I appreciated the effort. Yeah, I, I won't make you feel special, you know. <laughs> I have I, Usually the guests that come over here, they, they require a lot more. You know, fanciness, but um, that's it's okay. I'm easy, I, <laughs> but I, I think that's the same way I feel about goalie coaching. Where I, uh, I don't always feel happy that I'm going to work somewhere else in my primary job, but whenever I get there, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm on a soccer field doing what I love, and that's um, that's where I don't, I don't, I don't. It doesn't feel like it's work actually at all. Um, I know the photography. I, I my mom has been a dabbler for a long time and has gotten me into it a little bit. And I've tried my my best. Um, I think you have to have an eye for what you have to have an eye for it. You just can't. You have to stumble. I mean, we've been talking about about backdrops for uh, senior pictures, and you've told me about some crazy spots you found that your just your eye was drawn to the fact that gosh, you told me about a cemetery. White, you say it was a whitewashed wall in a cemetery. Oh yeah. And that's that's somehow you drove past that, and you're like, that's that's it. That's the backdrop I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, and I did that. Yeah, I did engagement photos in front of that wall, actually, yeah. with some of my good friends. So when you're just driving around town, you'll stop, reverse, and be like, yep, that's something right there. I, typically, I don't reverse, but... Uh, <laughs> you circle the block and come back around again? Oh, yeah. I do, do you really? I do that a lot. Yeah. So my mom and dad, they go, uh, they live in uh, Wisconsin and Madison. They'll go driving, and my mom will do a lot of stop, back up the car, because it's country roads, and they can do that, and they'll see... Uh, uh, a farm silhouette in the sunshine or whatever it is, a pond, something that they caught her eye in. Um, so that that's the kind of patience that I don't know if I have that to be a photographer. I, I tend to always be in a hurry, I think. I don't know if I have the time just to sit and ponder about something and yeah, come back and see it again. And You know, if you start doing it, if you start doing photography, you will. Mm -hmm. It's it's different. It's it's weird. Uh, my, my girlfriend is, uh, she's different than me um her brain works differently um and she uh she does it now too and uh she just inherited my old camera that i wore through 
and um, we we got it fixed, and she she took over that one, and uh, I bought a new one. But uh, now she'll she'll be out with me, and she'll be like, "That'd be a really cool shot. Let's let's go look at that." You know, if she if she has the camera with her or something, and she's she's getting into it. She's getting into it to the to the point where it's we're gonna actually have to start teaching her. Um, a little bit more and more, and she's probably more advanced than a lot of people who call themselves professionals now. You just say that because we're on tape right now, is that why? Well, no, no, no. Okay. I, I am scared of her, but... Because uh, <laughs> you, you read that off a thing you wrote down, you read yeah, that off of a notepad. Off my palm, actually. <laughs> I digressed a little bit. I'll pay for that later. Do you ever go on, like, uh, fun little photography dates where you guys skip around Loring Park and um, stop and shoot? And... We, we have... Um, and there's a funny story. Um, I like funny stories. I'm in trouble if I tell this one though. It's okay though. So we'll edit it out later. Yeah, we had just gotten her. We had just gotten that camera fixed, and she was taking it on. And she had the uh, lenses that my dad used to uh, used when we were uh, shooting. Uh, when he was shooting me and myself and my sister. Uh, when we played soccer, mm-hmm. and we had her loaded up, and we were just going around the North Loop, and it was springtime, and she slipped while we were doing some photos and fell on the camera and we had to get it fixed again and the funny thing is is I was really upset with her and then the next weekend you know we sent the camera back to get fixed again and then the next weekend I was out taking some pictures of some of my friends um the kid kid that I had coached soccer and he was getting married and we were at his bachelor party so I brought my camera and I brought a bag that I wasn't used to and I went to sling the bag over my shoulder and I dropped it it hit the ground oh. and I broke uh I broke a two thousand dollar lens so I was I was so mad at her and then I had to go home and I had to be like honey <laughs> guess what I did oh you told her oh geez I, just... I had to oh. I had to because she was really mad at me so she'll be mad at me if she hears this story oh no um, uh, the, the noise when a camera when a two thousand dollar lens hits the ground is that a noise that you just cringe when you? It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's really heartbreaking. And I've broke two lenses now, oh, two geez. two lenses in that price range. So and they cost a lot to get fixed. Is there just you can't just like bubble wrap the crap out of these things and just? No, no. There's a level of care that you have to have. It's it's uh, it's doesn't work for me. See, it, that's that's where. Um, I've never had to be concerned about that because my cameras have always been the, the point and shoot, which again worked fine for taking pictures of vacation. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and I did, by the way, get I should show you a really great photo of the Fauché Tower reflecting. I was in the Fauché Tower, shooting the building next to us, which was reflecting the Fauché Tower back at me. Oh, uh, nice. It was pretty. I was pretty proud of this. I, my mom was also impressed that her son took this picture. But I think I've used, I may have used a filter on it too, like a fun iPhone. Filters. It oh, really? Extra cool. Yeah. yeah I probably should have won an award. I'll have to see. Yeah, you probably should have won I probably an award. I didn't submit it anywhere, but I, they should yeah. find it and pay me for it. But, um, <laughs> but no, I think so. If you so you're going to segue at some point into selling your print. I mean, you've done this already, but selling, selling prints, selling pictures. 
Yeah, if I ever uh, get around to putting up a website and yeah. everything, and it's just that's that's a little more work than I can do during the spring and summer, yeah. and then you get to winter and you're like, well, I'm already, you know, I'm busy enough. Do I need to do this? But, but yeah, I think it's, I think that's going to start happening soon because there's, there's enough out there. And when I, I got spoiled when I first started the, where I had that shop that it was a consignment shop and I could put stuff in there and it would sell and I wouldn't have to really do anything other than print them. Wow. And now, now I don't have that outlet anymore. So I've got to figure out a way to do it because I have, I do so much stuff for fun that I don't even, they don't show up any place. They're just sitting right. on my hard drive that some are really good photos that I really like, but you I do just, nothing with them. You could just throw them on the social media, just say a shot of the week and for sale to, I mean, I, you might find an audience that way too. It's, it's possible, but there's always that risk when you put something up oh, on social yeah, media right. that somebody will steal it. Could you just watermark it or something? Or is that... You can, but it's you can still take a watermark out. Really? Oh, that's yeah. So that's that's why you don't see a ton of stuff up on social media. And the yeah, other reason is know. I'm just usually too busy to do anything with it. Yeah, I know that you. I know that I've seen a lot of photographers have success um, printing it, putting it on professional framing, hanging it in like coffee shops with with signs. But that seems like a lot of work too. It's a lot of work, and you put a lot of money and, and, and time into doing that, and you like to think that the people are successful, but a lot of times they sell one or two pictures, and right. you've invested a lot more in printing and framing and everything along that line, and you can't sell them for really what you're worth. Uh, so yeah. I have a hard time. I have a hard time doing that because even when I sell prints, I know I don't even sell them. I don't sell them close to what I should be selling them for. Mm -hmm. And you still, you still feel like it's not, uh, it's not, how would you say this? It's not, uh, maybe it's not your best work or something, you know, anything artistic you always question. And uh, you question what it's really worth. You that know, must be hard because how do you know what, how do you decide? Yeah, it's $200. Well, it, it is tough. It is tough, but you got to take into, into, uh, into effect like how much your uh, equipment costs because mm -hmm. you have wear and tear on your equipment. I mean, I've already just doing the real estate photography I've done and some of the fun stuff, but I've I've already run through a camera. I've already wore out the shutter. Had to have that fixed. Plus I, you drop them too. So. Yeah, <laughs> plus I plus I <laughs> drop my equipment and um, so you you've got to take into the cost of cost of your equipment, which isn't cheap, yeah. and uh, you take into into the into effect your time, which you know, everyone's time's worth something. How much is yours worth, you know? Yeah. And you've got to figure that out. And then you've got to figure out how much it's actually worth beyond beyond all your costs, you know, wear and tear on your vehicle and everything. Um, you have to figure out how much you want to make, how much it's worth for you to go out and take that picture. Yeah. And usually when you take a picture and you sell it, you go out and take take that picture a couple of different times and so it's not just one time and you've gone out and taken it it's uh, i had that a lot when i had the stuff up in the shop i'd be in the shop and some guy would come in with his girlfriend and he'd be like oh i could take that picture yeah. it's not worth that and i think we all think that way to be honest it, it, oh yeah we all assume you could just show up take far, five pictures the sixth one is the one go back home done yeah and it's it's definitely not the case i mean i think i I could honestly say before I started really doing this, I thought that that's how it worked. Yeah. 
And, and now I've learned that there's a lot that goes into everything. Now, you told me once that you're not super huge into doing weddings. Not, not really, just because it's a really stressful time. And even though I have a lot of confidence in my abilities and what I can do, what happens if you have a little, little equipment oh, failure, yeah. you have something else, and uh, the bride, the groom, it's their, one of the most important days of their oh, life. And yeah. you, you miss the one shot that that's all they've been thinking about that they wanted. And you miss it somehow. Your thumbs in the way. Yeah. yeah well, that's <laughs> yeah. That's when I shoot with my iPhone. Um, but uh, the, so there's there's that fear of not not being able to perform. And I'm I mean I've always been kind of a bit of a perfectionist. So yeah. if I miss one thing, then I I then I get pretty upset and it's tough. And you you feel let down. And not they're to mention, crying. You're crying. Yeah. Everyone's crying. It's yeah. You could go through a whole box of tissues. <laughs> I I. Uh, I recently shot some video and photos for a work event, and I've done video stuff enough to be okay at it, um, not photography, but I, I knew I had to get some some still shots. Um, didn't even know my camera very well. wasn't very familiar. It was a it's a Rebel T3. Um, didn't even think to like clean the lens before I went out to you just. These are not <laughs> things I think about, and so the first couple, the first like hour, were shot with a lens with thumbprints all over it. And then I think I just like checked it for fun, I'm like, oh, this is not good. And so went back, did more. But um, I kind of got a, a nice appreciation for the fact that we don't, um, everything's got to be dialed in for that to go well. And if the lighting stinks, which I had no control of the lighting, so that, that wasn't my friend that day. It was indoor in like a, you know, a, a dimly lit room almost, it seemed like. Not mm-hmm. in a good way, like in a, in a bad way. Um, no, no direct sunlight. And so, uh, yeah, I got kind of stressed out by that because I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not going to expect good things from these pictures. And as a result, I got like three that were okay, which is fine. I was making like a montage. I, I did heavy on the video, light on the photography, but it, it, I, I kind of left kind of like defeated. I was like, well, that didn't go the way I thought. That's, that's tough. I mean, the one, the one wedding that I did that was a major deal, I did, uh, I was just like supremely confident that I could do it, and I didn't uh, take it into effect the lighting, you know, yeah. sun behind the behind the bride. I didn't take it account into anything, so I missed I missed a couple of things, and it was fortunately it was a friend, and I just did it for, right. you know, here's your wedding present, here you go. But uh, we didn't catch everything that we wanted to. It'd be nice if you could have a TV backstage. You could just go throw your SD card into and real quick flick through. And be like, oh yes, oh crap! I didn't. Oh, my thumb's in the way, and yeah, you can't really see that. You can't see that when you're looking at the the display on the camera. Well, if you look at when they do like product photography or um, like even shooting with shoots. the fashion model yep. shoots, they're always tethered to a computer, and they, it's. In they, fact, I see them. They'll, they'll they'll be hardwired to it. They'll take a shot. Yep. Go back and look at it. Take a shot again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that's a possibility, but right now it's just too complicated. That's true. I mean, there's there's a part of me that, like, when I'm shooting houses, I'd love to be able to do that and just see, just to make sure I got the house, yeah. got the, got a, every picture, because it's always it's always an adventure when you get home, um, even after you shoot a house. You you never know 100% if you got the shot, even with the new um, LCD screens and everything on your cameras. Just you small. can't see everything. Yeah. Just like when I showed up today, I was... Um, 
showed you that one picture where we had spots of light that just showed up in the picture that you can't really see on the LCD screen unless you know to start looking for it. Right. Yeah, if you could find someone to be mobile with some kind of 20-inch screen or something, high-definition screen, that would be... You just need, like, a like a truck. Yeah. Like a photography truck. You just go in the back of the dark room in the truck and... That's, uh, I mean, that's the, the ultimate goal for everyone, is to have their own photography truck. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, not my goal. <laughs> not my goal. You could sleep in there. It'd be kind of funny. You could have bunk beds and stuff and a fridge. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of room for activities in there. <laughs> it's like, where's Chuck? He's out in the truck again. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. Go away. <laughs> yep. And that's, that would happen. So do you have uh, a hit list of other shots besides the bridge one? Which sounds like we might get arrested for that. Do you have other? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a there's a ton of nightlife that I want to start getting out to shoot. Um, you know, just Hennepin Avenue. I want to get a cool shot of Hennepin. Nightlife Avenue. like like human beings or like foxes and wolves and stuff like that. Uh, more people. People. Yeah. I'm not I'm not as much into nature photography. Probably mostly because I don't have it. I, ever since I started when I was younger, I played soccer and. Mm. That's what we did. We didn't camp. Once right. we Same once here. we got serious, we stopped camping. We no stopped doing all and, that. Yeah. And uh, so I don't have a ton of experience with that. Um, I know a couple of people who are really into that, but I'm more into like the city at night. I yeah. like the way I like the way the lights look at night, the lighting and everything. Um, so you should just wander around downtown Minneapolis with your three thousand five thousand dollar camera at midnight. Oh yeah, and just shoot and. And meet I some, have. Meet some people. And, I have, and you yeah. meet some interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would recommend that by yourself, but... Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I don't know if I would be going... I, I'll, I'll be happy to drive a car on the bridge and everything, but I'm not so sure about the downtown. I, I like downtown. I mean, I, whenever we've gone down there, we've had a great time, but um, I've also seen some, some people walking around that I maybe would avoid. Yeah, I mean, what happens in downtown Coon Rapids, too. Yeah, it's I mean, dangerous, too. Yeah, you do true. see it. And yeah. so it's, but most people are pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I did, had an incident. Uh, I was out on a bridge, uh, a train train bridge, which I don't ever tell anyone I was. But I was trying to get a shot of Minneapolis from there, and it was dusk. And I met a friend that uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, if I had said the wrong thing, I might have ended up in the water. Did this friend just happen across you, just kind of walk up and say, what's going on? What are you doing? Well, he was out there. He was out there. Him and his friends had a six-pack, and they oh. were hanging out, and his friends left. So I don't know how good of friends they were, but uh, <laughs> he was definitely uh, into some other substances. And uh, he was telling me stories about what happens on that bridge and everything, oh, and he walked me back to my car. Well, that's nice of him, yeah. Yeah, it was nice really guy. nice. Yeah, it was really <laughs> He really walked not... you back to your car. <laughs> yeah. I was really not that comfortable that night. But he was a nice guy. I mean, he meant well. Yeah. So, but, yeah, you meet, you meet all kinds of people, and it just depends on how you treat them. Why was uh, you were on a bridge that trains go across? Uh, not anymore, but it's a, it's, yeah, I think it's, dangerous. I'm pretty sure it's decommissioned. Yeah. Um, uh, it's too bad you don't, so sometimes during these podcasts, trains come through Coon Rapids and you get this nice, distant, really cool ambient whistle, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not happening tonight, unfortunately. So we've, we've lost both the crickets and the trains. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to photo- photograph that too. So. Yeah. I don't think that would be. Um, so tell me, so is your... Do you want to share your pricing? I mean, do something that you want to, or have people reach out to you? I mean, so let's actually, let's back up. So if, if somebody wants to contact you for 
Senior Pictures or MLS Pictures, how would they get a hold of you? Um, right now, pretty much just uh, either at uh, at my email, Chuck at ChuckSells, S-E-L-L-S mm-hmm. dot com, or by phone. I mean, can I give out oh, my phone sure. number? 763-482-1950. And uh, coming soon, we'll have a website and everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be under, more than likely, it's going to be underneath Garfield Street Photography. Okay. And uh, we'll let, hopefully that'll be coming soon. I think I'm trading some work for that. Why Garfield Street? What's the? I live on Garfield. Street. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense then. Now I'm seeing why that makes sense. So. Yeah. What's your address? On Garfield yeah, Street? yeah. You want my address? <laughs> no. You want to want to come over and make it? I'll make people sandwiches if they stop by. <laughs> um, so and uh, so people can reach out to you for pricing for senior pictures, large, expensive weddings. Not so yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, small, small weddings, not weddings, but yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll do weddings. I mean, I've got another guy that now works with me as a second shooter and everything. Yeah. We we would be willing to do weddings. Um, I will probably start doing that within the next year or so. I would find a different phrase than second shooter. It just sounds military. <laughs> yeah, it, it does, doesn't it? Um, I never thought of that. I think at our senior, I think for my wedding, we did have like ten staged shots that I was told to look off in the distance while my lovely bride uh, rested her hand on my chest or whatever it was. You know, gazed up adoring It was definitely you. like that. It was like you look at the wall and she'll look at your eyes it, it, like she can't believe how amazing you are. And But then um, and we had some during but I don't remember a lot about like I don't remember the person like being up in my face or behind the preacher taking over over the shot over the shoulder shots you know. And That happens more now. Like just like real? yeah, um, just like we we talked earlier about senior pictures about how we just showed up at the photo studio and like whatever we had we just took our pictures, <laughs> and now now kids are more on location. We're doing more of that, and yeah. now with weddings, people are more more open to being uh, a lot more creative than they were say even twenty years ago. I did feel when I was walking around this, the the shots that I did for our our work, uh, it was like a sales rally. I did feel kind of special. Like I, like mm-hmm. everyone was listening to the speaker attentively, and I was like, I can walk wherever I want to walk. I'm the photographer. Yep. So I was like going to the side and this and that. I just, and I, I would check each shot like a pro would do. You know, <laughs> I knew how to look like I was doing what I should be doing, but um, and I just, it was kind of empowering. I felt like a, almost like a air marshal on a flight, and like I'm, I'm the special one here. And it's, it's like having a backstage pass at a concert. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I got up close. I pushed some people aside to get the shot that I wanted. Which oh, did, yeah. My thumb was in the picture, so I did <laughs> <laughs> uh, But I did, and I did use, uh, there was, our camera has like 26 different settings. I just went with the auto. Yeah. Just That's a good way to start. Yeah. It was like, you know, other, you know, portrait, sport. I just figured auto would be the best. Sport's usually not good for yeah. uh, an event. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I didn't get a lot of, is that a squirrel? I think so. Oh, see, we get ambient noises. Yeah. Uh, for a while, we had acorns landing on that metal table. <laughs> to scare the Jesus out of you. It's crazy. Uh, but that stopped happening now. Now they're all down. But um, that's kind of cool. Um, so we'll have to definitely. So again, you, uh, reach out to you by your email or your phone. Um, so senior pictures, you're still doing those until the snow flies, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. If any realtors want to reach out to you for uh, for pricing for MLS, they can do so, but I would say, um, from what I've seen and heard of you, I think you probably put in 
more effort than most at I, I I think we've discussed before I think we both underprice ourselves in life yeah uh, I mean, not just in goalie coaching but also in probably photography as well so oh yeah my and my pricing is very reasonable yeah you're worth more than that <laughs> oh thanks <man>. yeah <laughs> I wrote that down to say that <laughs> yeah that's nice yeah. that's nice um, so cool well thank you for being in my backyard and enjoying uh, the last bits of uh, autumn as the uh, squirrels find their acorns for winter and um we still have three labats blues left so we can't leave till those are gone so yeah we'll uh, we'll take care of those okay all right so uh thanks again to chuck corpy this is justin neal and i uh, hope you're having a great day take care